What a morning in central Indiana. And later this morning, Colts going to get back at it noon. They're going to really for the players. It's for the fans. With the fans, you can, you can put 10,000 people in the stands out at Grand Park to watch the Colts work out. Inside, it's 750. And it's the first 750. So if they expect storms, they're going to have the thing indoors. We'll find out a little bit later this morning whether it's going to be inside or outside. That's kind of a big deal for the people going out there. Rodrigo Blankenship earlier this week, and I don't know if I touched on this or not, but I watched him. The, these guys, as the uh, players just prior to practice starts, as they're stretching on one field, the kickers are kicking on the other, and you've got kind of a position battle at kicker this year with Rodrigo Blankenship, who's sort of the incumbent, who was healthy at the end of the year last year, but didn't kick. He was passed over in favor of the backup kicker. This year, it's Jake Verite as sort of that guy who's vying with Rodrigo Blankenship for the kicking position. This is important. You know, a lot of things can happen on the field that lead to the kicker deciding who's going to win the game and very important games. You look at the divisional round of the playoffs last year. You had four games. Three of them decided by three points. One decided in overtime. Field goal accuracy wins games. And who the kicker for the Colts is going to be is going to be really, really important. Darius Leonard, is he? we're going to talk about that in a minute. Darius Leonard, is he going to be back? Frank Reich did his song and dance yesterday, as he always does, about injuries. Bobby O'Karake is one of the guys who I think looks really good in camp. Um, they've got the ESPN has a panel of 50 people who vote on defensive players and special teamers. One Indianapolis Colt was placed on the all-time list. I think you can guess who. He, of course, is a special teamer. Cubs rained out last night. Mm -hmm. That's the way it goes. And live golfers are suing the PGA because they want back in the PGA Tour, at least on a limited basis. We're going to talk about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And of course, millionaires always want their cake and eat it too, right? No rules apply to rich people, ever, 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 right? We want to jump for the cash, but we want to come back for the glory. The hell with you people. Dead to me. This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, August 4th, 2022, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. You need a great dentist. Keep your teeth. I'm telling you, there are thousands of Kentuckians that would agree with me. If you ignore your teeth, your teeth will ignore you, and they'll run right out of your head. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call, 317. We crap on Kentucky all the time. I apologize. 849-2933 is the number. All right. Uh, uh, hey, smash the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We want 242 likes today. Ring the bell. Donate if you care. Let's talk about sports, shall we? The workout today for the Indianapolis Colts, the last for a while. Um, tomorrow, they'll be off. Saturday, there's a walkthrough that is not for the public. Sunday, back at practice. So this is the last day for the next... A uh, few where you're going to be able to go out to Grand Park and see the Colts work and get autographs and stuff. And they're very, very friendly. Jonathan Taylor always comes over and signs Naheem Hines also. A lot of guys come over, want to spend time with uh, kids, especially prior to the time that they start back to school. Some districts haven't started back yet. 
and it's really, really nice. It's very congenial and fun. But let's talk about what goes on on the field. Look, I explained in the open, Rodrigo Blankenship, Jake Verite, that position battle, while it's not what we watch throughout practice, it is about as important as any position battle that the Colts have ongoing because field goals win football games at the end, right? You put your team in position to kick a 42-yard field goal, you better damn well be able to make it or all the work that went into the first 59 minutes and 57 seconds is for naught. Rodrigo Blankenship from 56 yards the other day. No wind, knocked it straight through the pipes and cleared the upright by, uh, or, or cleared the crossbar by a legit distance. Looked like about four yards. So you know what? During minicamp, he said he felt that he could be good from 60 at Lucas Oil Stadium. The other day, he was good from 60, from about 60. So maybe Blankenship has the upper, uh, the upper hand over Verite. I don't know. One thing that is important, and we see him out there. I mean, oh, I think in the open I said Darius Leonard. I apologize. Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard is uh, trying to get back on the field, but in the meantime is being very, very supportive of teammates, which he always is. He's a hyper-energetic guy as he supports his guys. His second camp in a row last year, he was kind of uh, in a cart and, and sort of walking around cheering on his teammates prior to rejoining with that ankle issue. This year he had back surgery in June to try to alleviate some nerve pain that was radiating down his legs. And, and so trying to get back on the field, Frank Reich yesterday said, He's not sure when Darius is coming back, but he's making progress. And that's Frank Reich for, I don't know when the hell he's going to be back. We're kind of frustrated. Darius sitting on the field. He's got to get going. Let's go. That's what that sounded like to me. Uh, Darius Leonard, a guy who caused 12 turnovers last year. 12. Now, whether he's always sticking his head in and making tackles, that's one thing to argue. You can argue that Darius Leonard is not craving contact as a Colt. Maybe last year it had to do with the back and had to do with the nerve pain and had to do with the ankle and all of that. You know what? This year, I think you got you got to try to see him do more. He is slight. For a linebacker in the NFL, I mean, he goes about, what, 210. So he's great at pursuing the ball. He's great at punching the ball loose. He's great at falling on the ball. What he's got to do now is really rack up the tackle numbers that we saw during his rookie year, or, you know what, he's just kind of a one-trick pony. It's a really good trick, but it's a one-trick pony, and EJ Speed is playing really well. We'll see if Darius is ready to go by the season opener in Houston or not. We don't, we don't get specificity from Frank Reich where it comes to injuries, and I don't blame him. It's not, I'm not crapping on Frank Reich for not giving a specific intel about the injuries. We don't need it. And, and if there's any kind of competitive advantage toward not providing it, you know what? I got no problem with Frank Reich being a little bit, uh, you know, surreptitious where it comes to sharing that kind of information. I'm okay with it. It, it doesn't really matter. Jack Cohn has looked pretty good. This is what we talk about during camp, because camp's a long time. Camp runs like four weeks. And we don't have a game, a preseason game, until August 13. 
And then on the 13th, what we're going to realize is that the preseason games really don't matter at all. It happens every year. We look forward to the preseason opener like it's Christmas Day. And then when it comes, we watch and we're like, well, this doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. Happens every year. Been a long time, and I still do it every year. But Jack Cohn is one guy we're going to watch. That battle for the third spot as a quarterback, that's going to be interesting. Foles is going to be the backup. We know that Matt Ryan is going to be the starter. But who's going to be the third guy? Is it going to be Sam Ellinger, who was the backup last year after Jacob Eason was cut? Or is it going to be Jack Cohn, the rookie out of Notre Dame? I think Cohn looks pretty good. I think Cohn, the thing with Cohn is this, and the decision comes down to this. Cohn is more like Matt Ryan than Ellinger is. However, if you're going to play a mobile quarterback, maybe on the scout team, you want a guy like Ellinger back there at quarterback to emulate the traits of the guy that you're going to play against. I don't know how they're going to adjudicate that. Maybe they try to stash one on the one of those two guys on the uh, on the practice squad. I have no idea. Uh, like I said, Bobby O'Karake is making a case that he might be as good a linebacker as the Indianapolis Colts have. He, he looks really, really good. And, and the guys that they have picked up, whether it's Yannick Ngakwe or Stephon Gilmore, right, those guys are practicing with energy, and they are making their opponents better. Their opponents are their teammates in this instance, right? Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman. Those guys are getting better because of the work of Yannick Ngakwe and Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr. They're getting better because of the work of Stephon Gilmore. If you've got a cornerback who's going to make your ass work to get off the line of scrimmage, you're going to get better at getting off the line of scrimmage, and that's what's happening with both Pierce and uh, Pittman. So good for them. Best defensive players is a thing on ESPN.com. And it's interesting because it starts arguments, and we like arguments. Uh, <clears throat> there's a recency bias, I think, with this uh, with this list. You know, to say that Aaron Donald is a better defensive tackle than Deacon Jones was, that's preposterous. Aaron Donald is really, really good, but he ain't Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones not only played with his body, but with his mind. I'm not saying that Aaron Donald is some kind of dolt, but Deacon, they said, Deacon, you go where you got to go to go get to the quarterback. And he'd line up at D-tackle. He'd line up at end. He'd go way wide like Anik Ngakwe, and he'd get to the damn quarterback. That's He said that he, uh, and the unofficial, I think, is like 170 sacks because sacks weren't a statistic back when Deacon Jones played. But Deacon, you talk to Deacon, he says he had over 300. Deacon Jones, one of the most entertaining guys to talk to in the history of, of the NFL, sadly uh, uh, passed away. Ray Lewis over Dick Butkus, please. What? D Ray Lewis was terrific, but he wasn't Dick Butkus. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, yep, at the edge. Uh, Adam Vinatieri as the kicker over Justin Tucker by a narrow margin, yep. Adam Vinatieri, best ever. Ronnie Lott, the best safety, Yep. Where are the representatives of the Steel Curtain of the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the 85 Bears? The two best defenses I've ever seen. Where are they? I don't know. You're going to have to ask the uh, the young pups that, that ESPN employed to vote on these things. Uh, Phil Mickelson, 
and others are suing the PGA Tour. They want back in to play some events, including the FedEx Cup. PGA Tour is saying, you know what, we stand on our, our legal grounds to expel you after you walked away from our tour. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Absolutely agree. Look, greed has to have a consequence, or why not be greedy people? I almost said something else. I'm not a fan of the Live Tour. The Live Tour is all about money. Playing professional golf can't be all about money. It just can't. Nothing can be all about money. Money is the worst measure that we employ to measure value of a life. And yet, it is the thing that more and more people gravitate toward as though it validates a life lived, and it doesn't. And, and maybe the guys on the Live Tour, through their expulsion from the PGA Tour, maybe they're going to learn that. That'd be nice. Got to be a consequence for learning to occur. The pain of staying the same, the pain of the status quo has to be outweighed by the pain of change for change to occur. I think that that's the way that saying goes. You know what I mean. Change comes because of discomfort. Uh, Cubs rained out yesterday. It's fine by me. Good. More rain, the better for Cubs games. Doubleheader today. Wilson Contreras still with the Cubs. So here's what the Cubs did. The Cubs said they're going to hold on to Wilson Contreras till the end of the year because they're not going to sign him to an expensive extension. I wouldn't guess or they already would have done that. So they're going to lose Wilson Contreras and get a compensatory draft pick in exchange for his services. So he's going to sign. They're going to make a qualifying offer. He's going to sign someplace else. And when he signs someplace else, the Cubs, as compensation, are going to get a swing pick between the first and the second rounds. Is that what Wilson Contreras is worth? Is that the best Jed Hoyer could get for Wilson Contreras? What a mess. An unholy mess on the north side of Chicago. Thanks, Ricketts, for saving Wrigley Field. My ass. Go ahead. Build a stadium in Schaumburg. You know how many people are going to go sit in that stadium or are going to pay expensive uh, prices for tickets to go there? 2000 maybe? Saving Wrigley Field like it was some act of, of wonderful generosity by these people. You out of your minds you think we're going to buy that. Uh, birthdays today. The great Ron Cade celebrating a birthday. The great Molly Ludlow celebrating a birthday. Uh, Bill Albrecht celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Bill. The biggest Montreal Expos fan I've ever met. Sadly, they no longer exist. That is just Bill's luck. Uh, Scott Lynn Watson celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to the great Scott Watson and the great Pat Sullivan, one of the finest entrepreneurs Pat Sullivan is smart and a great radio host and a great dude, and Indianapolis is much better for having Scott or uh, Pat Sullivan around here owning hardware stores. Just a great guy. Uh, proud to have worked with him for so many years at Emmis. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Later today, know what? We're going to hear from Colts. We do it every day. And we're also going to have Inside Indiana Sports Now, which is Indy's best look at Indy sports and with a little bit of Chicago thrown in because, hey, I lived there for a long time, and I get to crap at it, crap on it at my will. We'll talk to you later today.